you often struggle to see God working in the midst of your troubles? Life isn't always easy, but God is always there, and better yet, with a plan and a purpose. In this podcast, Christian Girl Living in the Eye of the Storm, I hope to help you find God even in the dark times. So sit back, relax, and let's jump into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode two. My name is Lolo, and this episode is titled Mourning Your Losses, also referenced to as the Job episode. Alrighty, so I'm going to start us off with a little prayer first, and then we can jump right into the podcast. Alrighty. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being a loving and caring God. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to share this message you know, to anyone who may need to hear it. I pray for whoever's on the other end listening, you know, that whatever they may be struggling with, you know, that they find peace in you, Lord. I pray that they only receive and remember the words that you've spoken through me. Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty. So let's talk a little bit about the book of Job. So Job can be found in the Old Testament, the Old Testament representing the Old Covenant before Jesus. And of course, because when Jesus came, it allowed for a new covenant, which we reference to as the New Testament. So Job is in the Old. All right, so just a little background on Job. He was a very, very wealthy man. He was very blessed by the Lord. He had a very extensive livestock. He had a large family, a wife with 10 kids. He had servants, land, and he also had a really good health. In the story, we see that Satan decides to challenge God, which was very, very interesting. We haven't really seen this before. It was very interesting. He says that... The only reason that Job was such a good and faithful man to God was because he was so blessed. He claims that things would be very, very different if this were not the case. He believed that Job would start cursing at God and he would lose his faith if things were not so good in his life. So, God allows Satan to torment Job, which is a very interesting concept, but it was all because God wanted to prove Satan wrong. You know, he says that Job would remain faithful to him even if these bad things happened. So, with God's permission, Satan causes all of Job's livestock, his servants, and all of his ten children to die. And as he's mourning these losses, Satan decides to take away his good health too. He gives him a horrible illness that leaves sores all over his body. And at the time, back in the day, you know, of course they didn't have the technology and medicine that we do. So having something like that was horrible to deal with. And people always saw you as unclean. People didn't want to be around you. So I just literally cannot even imagine the pain and the heartache that he must have been experiencing and the loneliness. He probably thought he was so alone in this. 
you know, everything that Job came to know and what he worked for was literally ripped away from him in an instant, you know, without warning. Satan just took it from him. You know, and at this point, Job's trying to understand man's relationship with the Lord. You know, he recognizes that God's all-powerful, so, you know, why, why does he judge people's actions on the earth when he could just, you know, either alter their behavior to be something else or just simply forgive them for what they've done? You know, there's people that are so wicked on the earth and they can go through life and prosper, yet innocent people like Job, they have to suffer. You know, he's left with so many questions, and he just grows very frustrated with God's injustice with people. And I know many times when we're going through something, or we've suffered a loss of some sort, you know, we we start to question things just like Job did in this story. You know, and after all of these terrible things happened to Job, you'll see in the story that there's different men that approach Job just to try and understand, you know, why Job's being punished. And I won't go into too much detail about this, but some of the men, you know, they're saying, oh, there must have been something that you did to deserve this. You know, maybe you weren't as good as you seem to be. You know, stuff like that. But the thing was, is that they were coming up with conclusions about his life and the situation he was going through based off of limited knowledge. Limited knowledge to them because they don't know him like that for one, and two, just for, in, you know, human knowledge in general. You know, the only one who truly understood Job and his situation was God himself. Job... Finally, he comes around finally after, you know, some thinking, and he, he tells God that he understands that he has unlimited power. You know, there are just simply things that are, that are outside of his human knowledge. And the Lord actually really likes this response that Job gives. It proves that Job's faithfulness was strong despite what had just happened to him. So, in return, the Lord blesses Job with twice as much property, he restores his health, he's granted more children, and then he's also granted an extremely long life. So, the story of Job, it reminds us that even though we may not always know why we suffer, we have an all-powerful and all-knowing God who knows exactly what he's doing. Something that we have to learn from Job is despite that despite all of the things that the world has to offer us, our greatest asset that we can own is our faithfulness to God. You know, our money, our human relationships, you know, other materialistic things of the world, they can't save us. And they aren't guaranteed either. And just like in Job, you see that nothing could save him from those things that were happening to him. And all those things just got taken away in an instant. And the same with us, that could happen to us. But one thing that remains forever is the Lord. 
He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He is constant and everlasting. Sometimes the Lord uses negative experiences such as loss and heartbreak to test our faith. Like in Job's case, this was a huge test of faith. And in the end, his faithfulness was rewarded. He was rewarded immense blessings from the Lord. You know, double what he had before. You know, God knows. He knows how strong you are and what you can handle, especially with him by your side. You know, the Lord knew Job. He knew his strength. He knew his wisdom. He knew his faithfulness. He knew in the end that he would make it through. Because he knew where his faith lied. He knew Job's faith relied on him. God doesn't waste your pain. And he rewards those whose faith remains in the Lord. And Job is testament of that. This doesn't mean that you can never be sad or angry about what's going on in your life. That's not what this is saying. No, you're human. And the Bible never says that you can't feel. What the Bible does say is to be slow to anger, slow to these really negative emotions, which you can find in verses like James 1.19, Ecclesiastes 7.9, Proverbs 19.11, and even in so many other verses as well. What's truly important is to not direct your anger on a brother or sister in Christ, or really to anyone, and especially not to Christ himself, because he's not the reason that you're going through all of this hurt or these bad things are like happening. You know, Satan's behind all of the bad stuff that happens. Also, be sure to understand what you're feeling. You know, process it and be able to release them appropriately. You know, acting out of anger or frustration, that doesn't please or honor the Lord at all. It doesn't produce righteousness. And that can be found in verse 120 of James. Oh, I, I remember when I was going through a rough time myself just a couple of years ago. And I say this because, or I'm going to tell you this just because I feel like it just helps me to process even what I've gone through. And I think that it correlates with the story and what I was feeling and how I've got to where I am and I think it's worth sharing so it was my senior year of college and you know obviously going into your senior year of college I guess in my mind anyway I thought it was supposed to be like such an amazing year I was really excited for it but little did I know that it would be one of the absolute hardest years of my entire life. And I know I haven't lived like many, many years, but I felt like I'd lived enough, you know, to know what made a year hard, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I was a full-time student at the time. I was in college, you know, senior year. I was doing it full-time. I was also 
working uh, my job part-time and I was also doing a part-time internship so basically in all it was kind of like working a full-time job while being a full-time student when things were all put together while being a full-time student I don't know if that's exactly how I said it but anyways yeah um I was I was actually very very overwhelmed with what I had that year and on top of that I was also dealing with some mental health and self-esteem issues which only seemed to get worse as the year progressed um and then on top of that what I just said um I found out that my boyfriend at the time, whom I loved dearly, he was cheating on me, so we had to break up, of course, and I was just completely devastated. I felt so many negative feelings, like, all at once. I was angry, depressed, confused, betrayed. Those are just to name a few things that I felt, and before he left, He was sure to tell me every single one of my weaknesses, my flaws, where I was wrong. And, you know, it just left me feeling completely heartbroken. And it was just not good on top of everything that I was already facing and dealing with. I started missing assignments and work even. I remember getting a call from one of my coworkers, like, asking where I was. And I just, like, my brain was just not there. I was not there. I was always a good student too, so just seeing my grades start slipping a little bit and missing assignments and stuff, it was just, it was so hard to get anything done, even though I wanted to. I also cried like almost every day, and I'm not even a crier, I'm not a super emotional person, so trying to deal with those emotions was super, super hard for me. My mental health was also at its worst. I already struggled with like anxiety and panic attacks, but it was just so much worse and I literally was feeling so depressed I didn't want to get out of bed I didn't eat that much like it's honestly sad because I know some people are like oh it's just a breakup or whatever but on top of everything that was going on and they didn't know my relationship either with my ex-boyfriend like it destroyed me and honestly being that he cheated on me and left me for this other girl all I could do was just compare myself to every other girl around me and especially the girl that he left me for you know I felt like all my life I had done so good and worked so hard you know I was a loving giving encouraging and caring person so why God why I've been a Christian my whole life Why am I struggling so much? After reflecting, I think two of the biggest things that destroyed me the most during this time was comparing myself and constantly asking God why. I was settling in insecurity, uncertainty, I was questioning, I had doubt and worry. And guess what? Satan loves that. We can't give him that satisfaction. In the last couple years, I've learned so much about myself and the things that I've experienced. During this time, I read the story of Job. 
and it was super impactful on my life personally. <coughs> oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry. I realized my situation wasn't nearly as bad as his was, and there's almost always going to be someone that's going through something worse than I. So I think just knowing that too helped me a little bit to realize that I have a lot of blessings in my life and I need to focus on them. But even knowing that, I learned that my feelings were valid in the situation. For so long I kept telling myself, like, you can't feel this way, you shouldn't feel this way, and God wouldn't want you to feel this way. And he doesn't, but that doesn't mean that because something bad has happened to you that you should just never feel sad or upset. I just needed to know how to control and process them in a healthy manner. And of course, in a way that honored the Lord. So if you're hurting today, know it's okay to feel. Your feelings are valid. You're human. You just gotta make sure that you're doing it in a way that honors the Lord. And that's all you really have to do when it comes to negative emotions like that it all comes back to how you're expressing them and what honors the lord something from the story of job that gives me peace is accepting the fact that there are things out of my understanding constantly feeling like you need to figure it out is so draining The truth is, we may never know. Or maybe it'll take years before we ever do. But you'll never know that. You'll never know if you're ever going to find out or when or anything like that. So you need to stop constantly feeling like you need to figure it out. It's not your job to figure it out. Gotta cling on to the promises of the Lord, not the what-ifs. Speak those truths over your life. I started doing this, and I'll be honest, at first, I doubted them. I mean, in the beginning, I I didn't know what to believe. It was more of a fake-it-till-I-make-it type deal. And that's just me being raw and honest with you. But the cool thing was, is I did begin to believe that they were true. With constantly telling myself these things, like like I was telling myself that God isn't wasting my pain. His power is made perfect in my weakness. Be still and know. God's working all things for good. I know there's truth, and I had to confess those things over my life. The Bible says they're true. His word stands true. They were true yesterday, today, forever. They will always remain truth. You just gotta keep confessing them over your life. Proclaim proclaim and declare them over your life. And you know, someday you may actually believe them. Even if you have to do what I did, fake it till you make it. You know, I had to confess them. I really did have to confess them over my life. And you should too. You really should. That's something that made such a huge difference in my life. You know, of course, time also heals. 
but ultimately, it's God who can restore you. He's close to the brokenhearted. He weeps with you. He understands. If you remain faithful, I can guarantee he will pull you through, and even better than you were before. Take it from me and remember the story of Job. You see the rewards that his faithfulness brought him. And it's also just a bonus to know that you're proving Satan wrong. You're putting him under your feet. He doesn't get to rule over your life. He doesn't win. God has the victory and so can you because you have God in your heart. Don't ever let him steal your joy. God can give you that joy. You just gotta believe it. You gotta tell yourself this and declare this over your life in Jesus' name. And I can assure you that you will see the light at the end of the tunnel. The rainbow after the storm. Even if you're going through it right now, just know it gets better and God can pull you out. I thank you so, so much for listening. If you made it this far, share with your friends. And I just really appreciate you. And just always remember that Jesus loves you. He really does. Bye-bye.